Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast. Ryan, Josh, here we are. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you too. To I like your you. shirt today. Thank you. I know we uh, this this episode brought to you by Maple Syrup <laughs> maple again. Maple Syrup. <laughs> we need uh, our uh, we need to, we need to be in our log cabin room. I know there was a yeah there was a box of log cabin that sat yeah, here for a while. It was so oh, that's man. a that's an old joke because. Uh, that's from the COVID day. Like, well, the implication would be we're out of those. Yeah, that, that was. Um, it was early. That was early on, maybe and, episode two or something yeah. like that. And uh, there was a background that we had. Um, Don't you mean we were in a different? We were, we're, different we were in a log cabin. <laughs> so we have had requests, and we have had people ask, um, "What room are we in in the church?" And uh, is it time to uh, to reveal yeah, sure. the secret a little bit? Well. Yeah. Um, Here's the room we're in. It's the nursery. <laughs> this is the nursery. You can see behind this, it's pink walls. There's pink stickers still. Changing table. Although a changing table. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so this is this is all just smoke and mirrors. I mean, we're you know, there's nothing real about this entire experience. The theology is real. Oh, Josh. there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so sorry to break anybody's uh, dreams of having a, a room with a uh, brick wall we don't have but it. the encouraging thing is you too could turn yes. your nursery into a podcast studio. yes indeed yes indeed so okay once there was one we had that was all wood <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we show up both in flannels and and, and somebody um it was um uh, danielle winter. winter that's right it was danielle winter uh she if you're out there thank you danielle she says you guys look like a bunch of lumberjacks <laughs> And it's one of those moments where we saw the comments come up on the feed. Yep. And uh, but we kind of ignored it for a little while, as long as we could. We were like in the middle of a good conversation, but then it was just too much. It's we too just much. lost it. It was way too much. It was too perfect because then uh, she started making comments about the so yeah, funny. No, that was hilarious. Log cabin. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Oh goodness. Okay. Reliving. We've come a the long days. way, Josh. Oh, we have come so a much, long way. So much more professional. Mm -hmm. We uh, we typically actually I, I consider <laughs> I usually think about what I'm wearing on this day Do and you? try not to wear too much flannel. Right. <laughs> I, of course, today I didn't. Today. Hey. Today I. Didn't well, it is in that. the 60s here, so for us in Southern California, that's cold. True. If we're gonna wear flannel. It's probably going to be uh, yeah. when it's in the 60s. Oh, yeah. That's you know? freezing here. So it is. <laughs> for those of you in Colorado right now where it's snowing or yeah. somewhere on the East Coast. We apologize for that. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, right. I yeah. know. So, um, well, hey, well, uh, it, it is a good day. Today is uh, we're the first Wednesday of the month. It in is. Fact, the very first. What does that mean? Of the month. That means that tonight this is the second of the month, by the way. Yeah, it <laughs> is. For a second. I'm, I'm I said it. it. I said it on Sunday, too. I said, hey, first one is going to sneak up on us. It's the first day of the it's month. The first day, yep. People were like, nope, nope. And, uh, and so it's, it is the second. It is February 2nd when we're recording this. And uh, today is a, our, our our prayer night, the yes. first Wednesday prayer. And uh, we're, we're going to have a great time tonight. And so if you're listening live or catch us uh, before 6.30 on Wednesday night, Come on out and join us. This is going to be a sweet time of praying together. Yeah, we'd love to love to see you out there. It's, you know, Jesus said, "My house shall be a house of prayer." We just right. read that. We did um, that in our time. devotional reading the yeah. other day. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things, Josh, and and I wrote this in my little response time, mm -hmm. um, was that's set in con. Jesus doesn't just sort of out of the blue say, "You know, I really want my house to be a house of prayer." Mm -hmm. He actually says that in response to the people who are selling um yeah, animals yeah, yeah. at a marked up cost that are said to be more pure and holy so mm -hmm. that they can be sacrificed in the temple so they're taking advantage of people that want to worship and so in contrast to religious abuse yes. jesus says no my house shall be a house of prayer yeah and um gosh i just loved that mm -hmm. that contrast of jesus saying i want genuine relationship with people without any walls or barriers and you're putting mm -hmm. barriers Mm -hmm. and taking advantage of people that want to come and worship me and i'm not okay with it yeah and then he flips over some tables so that's right that's right anyway the context of it stood out again to me as we read through yeah. matthew yeah yeah in fact um so okay on wednesday nights on the second and fourth wednesday night we do a number of groups and things around campus but one of them is as alpha 
Yes. And uh, in, in alpha is, is discussions about big questions. Um, but it's a, it's a safe place to ask questions. And prayer is one of the ones we get into eventually, but, yeah. but already there were some guys asking about this prayer night and what it is. And they were asking like, do I have to do anything? Like, is it going to be weird? <laughs> um, and I'm hoping they show up yeah. um, because they're, you know, kind of new at this and trying to figure out, you know, what this, all this Christianity thing is. And, uh, and I really hope that they come and just experience prayer in the church. Yes. It'll be really cool. So I love that. Um, we have one of my favorite nights in alpha is, is talking about prayer for the first mm. time and then inviting these, you know, new believers, sometimes even not fully believers yet yeah. to, to actually open up and pray and to, and to hear them talk to God in a sense, almost maybe for the first time, yeah. um, at least publicly, you know, it, it's powerful. It yeah. There's a, a sense of, there's something refreshing about people that don't know how to play the game. Yeah, you know, totally. it's just oh, genuine, authentic, uh, and no, no pretense. It's just sort of out there, right? Yep. Like, yep. And then afterwards, like, did I do that okay? Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, you know. Oh goodness, this is I, what I love about Alpha. We're doing it at our church right now, uh, in our cafe, and uh, and one of the most refreshing things about this is that in the midst of like a great point, somebody's like really asking a good question or they're, they're like sharing something really meaningful. They'll just drop cuss words <laughs> <laughs> and you just go, Oh, it's just, I love it because not because of the cuss words, obviously, but, but because it's just so raw, the right people are there. It's exactly yeah, it. Yeah. They're just, they're just speaking from their heart. They're opening up yep. and then they'll kind of, they'll say it a few times and then be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> You know, as if to say, like, don't tell God. Yeah. Okay? All right? You're not going to tell on me, are you? No, uh, <laughs> That's great. Um, I just, that, that really, that really makes my day. Cause it just feels like they're, uh, yeah, they're the right people. Yeah. Right people to be there. So, yeah. Oh, anyway. Little, so cool. Little, so little cool. tangent about, uh, about alpha um, and a number of things going on on the second and fourth. So you're always welcome anytime um, on, uh, on Wednesday nights. In fact, uh, yep. we're going to preview tonight. A little of what we're gonna do in two weeks. Right, right? on. Yes, we are. Okay, so yep. um, let's let's. It actually relates very much to this message. So um, so uh, last week's message, and uh, so hopefully you've uh, you've heard that already. If not, you can you know you could pause now or pause later and go back and listen. Um, we're gonna try to kind of fill in some gaps mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about uh, the foolish fulcrum. The foolish fulcrum. I love alliteration. It's, <laughs> it, you know, uh, count guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't, you didn't, over, like, you didn't do the fulcrum piece too much. No, I, I try not to talk over, about over. <laughs> I try not to overdo it. Yeah. But I thought about playing with the cross as the crux of Christianity. Crux, you yeah, know, exactly. Like that. It's yeah. become a common term. Yeah, but you're. I mean, one of the the early points in this is that it was that the cross of Christ was what this the message was about, um, as we'll get into some. Um, but this is the most, and would, I don't know if you would you say the single most important event? Yeah, I would say history? as a package deal, cross mm -hmm. and resurrection would be the most, in my opinion, uh, the most important event in the history of the world. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to do to try to draw that point out is um, I loved one of the, I, I did a study a while back to mm -hmm. try to figure out how much of the gospels is the last week yes. of Jesus's life. Yes. I love this. And so Jesus lived 1,716 weeks. Okay. And so if you were to take one week. Plus or minus. Plus or minus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, I mean, assuming you lived 33 years. Exactly. Yes. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Um, one week would have been 0.06% of his life. And yet it's over a third of yeah. the gospels, which is pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, so in Mark's gospel, mm -hmm. that the transition from, uh, you know, life pre the last week, Holy week of Jesus's life, it's, it's almost a 50, 50 split. Yes. Like he really yeah, transitions in Mark chapter eight to, go towards the cross. And hmm. um, so hmm. it's a fascinating amount of material that we have on the cross compared to say what we know of Jesus's teenage years, right? <laughs> yeah. So one passage from yeah. the age of like 12 <laughs> to 30. <laughs> yes. 
we've got almost nothing. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, a few little verses. Yeah. Um, and even even in comparison, the, I mean, his birth stories. There's you know, there's there's two books. Two books. I have a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, Luke has maybe a little bit more. No. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's John. John starts with cosmic right yes, in the yes, beginning. Yes. Yeah. And um, but doesn't mention a whole lot about his birth other than the word became flesh. Yep. That's John's birth narrative. And Mark kind of just ignores. Mark's book. like, hey, let's start with John the Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get into this already. Yeah. He's like immediately, immediately, I know. immediately. Mark must have had less paper to deal with or something. Yeah. I always wonder how they did that. Like, <laughs> or Peter's like. Mark, that stuff's not all that important. Let's yeah. get to the story, <laughs> Let's get to the right? Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're right, because he does get to the, you know, he gets to the cross right there. And very quickly, much like, yes. In fact, uh, yeah, Peter starts saying, you know, you know, you're not going to go to the cross right after, right after his, his uh, um, recognition of who he is. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's the transition. So, there. so, um, but that, that much about the cross in our, in our gospels, um, and 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 that's we talk about the cross a good amount, yeah, <laughs> um, a lot. But the the point is that this this was this was huge of huge importance to the to the writers of the the gospel writers. But it's also the really the main topic of discussion in Paul. Correct. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, anything else? Especially in these first few chapters of First Corinthians, and then yes. you know other places as well. But my goodness, he keeps he keeps circling back to this theme, mm -hmm. right? And it's not by accident. Mm -hmm. It's, I think what he's laying the groundwork for is really challenging discussions that they're going to have mm -hmm. about pragmatics. Like how do we live out the gospel in marriage? How do we mm -hmm. deal with people and with, in, with differing spiritual gifts? And what do we do with the fact that culture is moving in a certain direction and the church doesn't seem to be being led in that yeah, same direction? Yeah, yeah. And I think what he's doing in talking about the cross is laying a foundation mm. that's necessary because of the controversial things he's going to have mm. to push into later on in the book so or the letter. So I think there's this strong foundation being laid because there's conversations that he's going to have to have mm -hmm. that are going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great point, though, that the cross to, to Paul, that means, is, uh, is more than just the the thing that like saves us in a sense. Yeah. It's definitely not less than that. I mean it's it's it, it mm -hmm. is definitely that. Yeah. But it's it's more than that, right? It, yes. That, you're kind of getting at that a absolutely bit in this in this message. Let, let's before we kind of um give the spoilers, um I just want to point out that that no um the Broncos first Super Bowl is not on the list. <laughs> Dang um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, declaration of independence and broncos yeah, yeah that was a yeah. funny joke uh, you know i, you I have, have to, to try to honor the football i try to honor the season right so football season coming it I, it was actually uh coming up on the anniversary of the broncos winning the super bowl okay. so you know okay. that, so, they, they won it on was yeah. it january 20th I, I forgot to celebrate this year i, I didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just uh, um, yeah so um so kind of walk us through a little bit yeah, about one of the things that I think we have to try to wrestle with anytime we talk about the cross is we, and, and this is good practice regardless of the subject, but I think it's challenging because of the cross uh, crosses are ubiquitous in our culture. They're, they're everywhere. Um, yeah. You walk around our campus, you can see crosses. Um, you see them even in the secular world as jewelry mm -hmm. and et cetera. And I think we just have to name that never would have been the case yeah, yeah. in, um, first century Corinth or anywhere else for that matter, the cross was really viewed as a shameful thing. Um, one of the things I didn't have time to get into and I had it in my notes in one draft and had to go, I just don't have time is the way that the Jewish people viewed the cross and primarily because of Deuteronomy chapter 21. Yes. Um, and then it's quoted by Paul in Galatians chapter three cursed is anyone that's hung on a tree mm -hmm. and the Jewish people would have thought the strongest curse of God would have been through crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And so there was this distancing by the Jewish people from the cross because they felt like this is a symbol of God's yeah. curse uh, yeah. on somebody. The Greeks would have distanced themselves from specifically a crucified Christ because mm -hmm. 
that doesn't make any sense. And they were all about sense, right? Yeah. They were all about rationale. And does this argument make sense? And to have a, a um, omniscient, omnipotent creator mm -hmm. God who suffers and dies, mm -hmm. the logic of that, you can never logically connect those dots. Yeah. And so I think what, what Paul wants to do is um, he wants people to come at the cross from a different direction, because mm. if you come at it from the direction of wisdom or power, you never get there, hmm. at least in a worldly, with a worldly yeah. perspective. And so he's calling the church to base their um, convictions on, on an event that yeah. did happen rather than on this power wisdom yes. as we typically see it. Yeah. It's more than just a spiritual experience. Yes. You know, um, which is ineffable, right? It's like not, you can't, you, you can't really point to it. Um, I, but that, that's a big deal because, um, I mean, there's, there's, there's religions today that actually honor Jesus mm -hmm. in a sense. So, um, Islam is one mm -hmm. that, uh, they actually do, uh, honor Jesus as a prophet. Um, and he's one of the, um, one of their highest prophets, yeah. right? He's, uh, he did miracles and things like that, but they cannot bring themselves to say that he died. Um, no matter what the the uh, the means of it, right? Right. Um, in fact, sometimes they say that you know, no, like some argue that no, it wasn't him that died, but it was Judas, and it looked like him, or something like that. Yes. Or that basically they're saying our our scriptures have been corrupted mm -hmm. to show that he died. Which, which, why would you do that? <laughs> like, right. That's, that makes no sense. Yep. Um, and yet that's but that's it's so ingrained that 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 you know. A prophet doesn't, you know, or or God Himself does not. Can't no way. That. There's just right? no way. No. Yeah. Certainly no. not God Himself yes. to come incarnate and die. And that's a great example. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> you really know, the in really good. There, there's, there's still more of an honor shame society. Yep. Um, not all Muslims, but you know, the um, a lot of the Middle East is still that same similar um society where you wouldn't bring shame on yourself right like right. like you're saying and so the fact that jesus does that and then uh, you know they they see that and can like turn it around into something that now we say is beautiful mm -hmm. right we yeah i mean like you said now crosses are our jewelry right and they're beautiful uh, it's hard to imagine huh something else in history that's been viewed so negatively mm. yeah, yeah to then be viewed in in the same yeah. to the same degree so positively yeah right like, I, I can't that's, anything that's a plot twist i can remember um andy stanley giving this talk one time and he's just a brilliant communicator mm -hmm. and he tells this whole story about um this, this group of people uh from you know roughly four or five hundred in rome where they're looking at the a cross that's hanging in the Roman Colosseum, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And how they time travel back to these early disciples sitting around a fire yeah. and try to convince them that in 500 years, there's going to be a cross hanging in the Roman Colosseum. Yes, yes. Have, have you heard that yes, talk? Yes, And he just painted this brilliant picture of, uh, but what it drew out was the absurdity to those early believers for them to think that the cross would be transitioned so much that it would be hanging there as a piece of, of a decoration yes, uh, rather than a torture device yes. because of what Jesus did on it. Yes. I love that because that the Colosseum oh. would have been there in its heyday. Like, yes. you know, it would have been this huge, massive structure. I'm sure Paul saw. Yeah. And was like, he had to be in awe of this, this massive and structure. And oftentimes Christians would be thrown yes. in, in there to be torn apart by wild animals, yes. right? Yes. And so to then see a cross hanging there yep. was a, a symbol of transformation. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is a, that is a powerful statement because this terrible, horrible, awful thing um, happened to Jesus and yet it's been turned around. So much so that, you know, we, we say things like, um, we celebrate good Friday. Yeah. Right. Which is, yep. which is, you know, when, the, when you think about it, it's, it's like, rah, it's not always that yeah. good. I mean, you know, 
It's good for us. Yes, exactly. I've always thought it like good for us Friday. Yeah. Not so good for Jesus Friday. Right. And yet it was for the good that he did it. All these things, right? right. Uh, yeah. Totally. So uh, there, there's certainly this, this shift that goes on. And so uh, I, yeah, my, my thesis is this is the most important event that's ever happened in the history of the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think for us to wrestle with that again and have to come to terms with what do we do with the cross and yeah. um, do we appreciate the cross or are we willing to emulate the cross? And I think yeah. that there's some in Paul where he wants to say, yes, we believe the cross happened, but we don't believe that it's the wisdom of God to be appreciated, but wisdom is designed to be lived. To be lived, yes. I love that. What was your, your definition of wisdom? Was um, living in a way that aligns with reality. Aligns with reality. Okay. Yeah, wisdom has to do with reality. It has uh -huh. to do with how we live in light of the world as it truly is. Okay. Um, so it's doing the right thing in a situation. Yeah, that's wisdom, right? You said this line that the cross confronts our ideas, uh, this idea at least, um, about the way we we think the world should work, how God should operate, and how victory should be won. In other words, it this the cross shows us the way God wins, mm -hmm. right? And in a sense, it's showing us how how we should win. win. Yeah. That it's a different kind of winning, though. It right? is, it is, but it's Jesus would say it's saving your life. Okay, so I'd say that's winning. Yeah, I, I that absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. Um, talk about that a little bit more, though. What what would you say that looks like in uh, you know, in a in a regular day to day life, in a family life, maybe at work? Yeah. Um, that's a. So, I it, for me it was a realization to live. To take up my cross is to live in a way of sacrificial love. Hmm. It's not just self-defeating, it's self-giving. So mm -hmm. there, that, I think yeah. that's a big deal because oh, a totally... lot of people think, oh, I've got to take out my cross. That means um, I've got to die to myself, which it certainly means that. But there's an aspect of the cross that is passionately, ruthlessly for the good of the other, yes. right? And you're willing to mm -hmm. take on um, a certain amount of weight and suffering for the other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it looks like. I think on a day-to-day -day basis, I think some ways people take up their cross are by saying, I'm, I'm willing to um, not have to defend myself here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm willing to do what's best for you, even if it's painful for me. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to lay down some of my rights mm -hmm. so that you might be able to flourish. Yeah, I like that. And because Jesus, this is what Jesus does, right? He empties himself. He, yep. he surrenders yep. everything that he's due in mm -hmm. order that we might find true life. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a number of ways that we can do that. And one of the things that I said in the message, and for me, this was like one of those aha moments, right? Because we are surrounded by crosses and the cross doesn't have the same absurdity and offense that it once did until we consider taking up our own cross. Huh. And then I would argue then, and maybe only then it's just as crazy as it was huh. 2000 years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and we feel the, the visceral weight of the absurdity of the cross when we are called to take up our own. Hmm. And we go, well, I don't want to die to myself. I want to, yeah. I want to, I, I, this is what I'm do. This is what's right. This, these are my rights. These are, this yeah, is, you know. Yeah. And so, um, let me, let me just ask this. So, you, so that's, that's a, that's a literal understanding of that in some <laughs> sense, right? I mean, cause you know, not, I, I think, I think maybe not intentionally or purposely, but people tend to spiritualize that. Yes. To take up my cross. Yeah. As if that meant to, maybe it's just to believe Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just to admit my wrong or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but let me, I mean, two things <laughs> you're, you're taking that literally, which, well, I think, sounds like it they, I think the original um, oh, no. readers would have certainly read it first, literally. And I would mean literally, like yes, yes, yes. They, they might have to take up their cross. Yes. Um, I think for us to read it literally, it, it will, it would mean we need to die yeah. to, ourself yeah. we need to die to some of our dreams probably some of our 
our rights, you name it. Totally. Um, I think that's what it means for us. Yeah. 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 So because and and it's it's not it's a not just a one and done type thing. Correct. Right. Like um, I took up my cross. Yeah. Um, so I'm good now. Yes. Right. Um, which I think that's that's a that's pretty um that's all over the place in, oh, man, yeah. in Christianity is uh oh yeah, I I trusted Christ a long time ago. Or it's all about that story um back in the day. Um no Beth, we're not twinning, but we kind uh, of are we kind of are. We are. Hi, hon. We are. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but no, that that uh that idea um I think is is can be really yeah. dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a thing that was done in the past. Right. And it's not believe in Jesus's cross. That's not what Uh, Jesus says here. Um, hmm. Now, do I think you should believe in Jesus's cross? Yes. Yes. 100%. Um, I do. (laughs) There's actually great power. The Spirit's power is demonstrated Mm -hmm. when people believe the cross. Um, But I also think we're called to take up our own. Right. Mm. And so it's believe it, yes, but emulate it. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly. Yeah. So I think a few things stood out to me in this text, Josh, where where one was Paul seems to be in verse 21, I think he says that um people did not know God through wisdom. Mm-hmm. And his he's he's making this contrast between we do know God through the cross. Yes. We don't know God through wisdom. And um I just thought, gosh, what a, that's a loaded statement. Part of me just wanted to preach the whole sermon on how do we know God through the cross? Yes. Um, and so I nerded out a little bit on that Greek word, no, gnosko, and mm-hmm. what, how, how do we look at that word? But I think what Paul means is the cross reveals God. It reveals mm. God as he truly is. And it reveals the way that we know, not just intellectually, but relationally, mm-hmm. the doorway we step through to have relationship with God is the cross. Yes. Yes. Well, oh. yeah, that, that, oh, that word is worth geeking out on, oh, right? It's so good. Right? And you yes. probably didn't get to geek out as much as you'd like. No, I mean, there was like a, <laughs> uh, yeah, that word is, is a huge word. Yeah. Um, one of the things, when it, so about that word, the, I, I skipped this slide and I still don't know if I should have or not, but um, so this is one of those, like, if you're ever in a Bible trivia game and somebody asks you, where's the only time in the Bible that eternal life is defined? Okay. John chapter 17, life. verse okay, three. Yeah, yeah. And this is what John says. And this, he's quoting Jesus. And this is eternal life that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life that they gnosko. They gnosko God. That they gnosko God and, and Jesus, Jesus, whom you have sent. And what does Paul say? The way that we gnosko God is through the cross. Mm-hmm. Therefore, eternal life, the doorway through mm. to eternal life, which is knowing God, mm-hmm. is on Calvary's hill. Hmm. It's, that's the closet door of Narnia. Yeah. yeah, as it were, right? Like pull that back and enter into a whole yeah. new world. Yeah. And that, oh man, that's good. That it's a, uh, it's not just the the way of learning wisdom, which, which, you know, Jesus teaches a lot of wisdom. He does actually. Um, and there's all sorts of traditions of wisdom mm-hmm. um, that, you know, aren't necessarily all wrong in and of right. themselves. But the way is through the cross. Yeah. I, 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 I think my Devo came out today, but I said uh, something to the effect of the Bible in other places doesn't seem to be too down on wisdom, yeah. right? Like we've got a whole <laughs> genre yes. of oh. not just a book. I think I said a book, but we've got a genre of literature totally. in the scriptures called wisdom literature, totally. right? There's a bunch of books. <laughs> There's a bunch of books on it. <laughs> yeah. And then Paul's going, wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and my my one of my points was he's not really saying, eh, but he is saying that if you want to know what God is like, that's not the starting point. Yeah, oh, maybe even the the way he says um, he says if you want to follow me, you have to like hate your family, right? Because right? I, I don't think he he's really saying go out and 
actually hate your family. Depends on your family. <laughs> just kidding. We can edit that. <laughs> but in comparison, in a sense, like to how much you value right. um, it's... the cross, that wisdom is just oh yeah i like that way different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, the, and this okay this idea of no now and i i'm uh so there's uh there's hebrew ideas and then greek ideas yeah. of no and sometimes you can kind of tease out some overlap there yeah um and and the tricky part is with that is that um a lot of what we know about the greek language comes from classical greek but we just gotta you know you gotta recognize these guys writing they may be writing in greek but they're thinking like a good hebrew right yeah <laughs> so and they're probably speaking in aramaic a lot of them exactly right yeah that's true that's true <laughs> yeah which yeah anyway very that's, very that's similar another story but that that idea of knowing in the hebrew is a very like um like full body knowing in a sense yeah. right it's yeah it takes everything so it's not just it's not just head knowledge right I remember um my uh a hebrew professor telling me this that um and explaining it this way and i thought this was super helpful um she said that that if you were if you were speeding and a cop pulled you over and said um did you know that you were <laughs> that you were speeding okay like you know the, the typical question did you know you were speeding um you couldn't say no huh. in hebrew it's just not like that's not the the way or you couldn't say no i didn't know i was speeding it's just not like the really the concept because i yes i know i was speeding because i was speeding it has <laughs> nothing to do with my intellectual what belief I... it was what happened so ah. it's very much actually in line with reality, reality. In a sense. Yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting that it it overlaps in a sense but um but yeah that that is a this is the i mean the old you know that that adam knew, knew eve, eve right and they had babies and they had babies because of it right <laughs> um i don't know we'll, we'll stop that analogy right there uh, um but uh that's a that's cool that's really cool um okay so we we know can we mention really quick i'm um, sure surprising that we didn't already but there was an earthquake oh, <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> we that was, I'd almost forgotten about that. I know that was something that was the 29th. Else. No, that was the 26th, January 26th. Jan right? No, no, <laughs> this is this is the second. Oh, it yeah, no, no, it was uh, 29th, it was the 30th. I'm making what? Oh, so it's January 30th and uh, 2022, and uh, you could look it up in Valley Center, California, 4.3. I heard, yeah, yeah, um, at uh, 9.35, somewhere in there, 9.45, somewhere in there, um, yeah, somewhere in between I, yeah. uh, <laughs> point two and three. <laughs> um, the earth shook, that was awesome, big time. I know, <laughs> and uh, while preaching, that's the first time I've even seen that, yeah. Before. I joked to somebody and said, I'm, I missed the seminary class where they taught you what to do when there's an earthquake while you're preaching. So anyway, that was something else. Yes. All right. Yes. So, so, um, so I was over um, hosting a service in the chapel and, and it hit and everybody's freaking out. And, uh, and so in the chapel, um, this is once again, behind the scenes info, uh, nobody really realizes this, but we are, we are live in the chapel i'm quote unquote live mm -hmm. um and uh but it's a, about a two to four minute delay depending on our worship sets and how they match up okay this time it was about a two minute delay and uh and it happens and there are people who are thinking that didn't even phase ryan how did he do that and he just kept preaching he kept going oh and so i got him and said don't worry it'll hit him in just a minute it's on a delay <laughs> And then oh, everybody, awesome. everybody cracked up. The only only bummer is those two minutes were kind of lost. Yeah, that, there's <laughs> wow. So we missed maybe two minutes. Yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> that I kind of was. Oh man, not able to pay that attention. That was crazy. That was I I thought you handled it great. Um, it was it was very composed. It'll be, I mean, as much as you can be <laughs> for uh, yeah. an earthquake yeah. preaching. Um, but I, it was great to stop and pray. So that's what you do. Lord, um, please it, let the roof hold up seminary Amen. students 
Just stop and pray. That's stop good, and pray. Yeah, that's, that's a good. good. It's good yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, most things in life. Um, stop oh man. <laughs> so it's craziness. Are we talking about that? Because that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know the exact spot where that happened, but it's somewhere around there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I think yeah, the, it's somewhere around there. I heard on, on, on Sunday night, you mentioned something about yes. this, that time when. Yeah. Well, I, said, I mentioned at the beginning, yes, I right, said, you guys, yep, yep. I'm, I don't want to brag <laughs> and I don't want to create false expectations, but. This sermon at the nine o'clock hour made the earth shake. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll go anyway, with it was the sermon. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. You're a little disappointed when it didn't shake. Yeah, it, yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, All we right, have this idea we? of yeah. grace and the God who comes yes. after us, right? That's how we know God is through the cross. And that's, this is an invitation by grace mm -hmm. to step into relationship with the living God. Because he's purchased that through us through the cross. Uh, the second thing that Paul drew out was that the cross is the power of God, and um, that's a really interesting concept. Hmm. I mean, power is the way that we get things done. Power is force. It's might. It's exert exerting hmm. an energy. And I think one of one of the interesting things that I sort of stumbled across, or you know, just try tried to tease out of the text, is that nobody would have doubted that the cross was power. Hmm. Or that the cross was powerful, they just hmm. would have reversed who had the power, right? So the Ooh, people crucifying yeah, yeah. had power, and the cross proved it. Yep. And yet Paul says the cross is the power of God, and hmm. he's not talking about the power of crucifying. He's yeah. talking about the power of being crucified uh, and what uh, happens because of that. Uh, um, and so I just love this sort of poetic way that if you ask somebody is the cross powerful they would have gone absolutely yes hmm. and yet they would have been completely wrong in thinking who had that power and what it meant yeah yeah oh i just love that that the um that there's a reversal of the power right yes. so i mean maybe i mean maybe the greatest power you can have over a human in a sense is to is to take away their uh, not just their life but their dignity mm -hmm. hanging them you know if, if not naked next to naked on a cross right right um beating them torturing them humiliating them for potentially days mm -hmm. you know yep. as they die slowly yeah painfully um that is a gratuitous like um <laughs> abuse of power yeah um over any human being and to take that and reverse it and to, to make that the uh, the 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 greatest um, illustration of the power of love oh. is unreal it is unreal and that's sort of like hmm. and brilliant and beautiful and like that catches your heart every i mean mm -hmm. i i think uh, there's just so much about that that I think we resonate with as human beings and we go, yeah, that is the most, the most powerful things in my life have been love, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's God's love or the love of others that, that seems to pass the test as far as, yeah, that aligns with the way that I've experienced the world also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet if I had to choose <laughs> whether uh, I felt like the real power was in crucifying or being crucified, you know, typically we'd go, well, come on, like yeah. this is no debate. And, and yet the tables are turned here. Mm -hmm. And I think the invitation for Jesus followers is, will we believe that? Mm. Will we, will we yield to this new subversive power? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's interesting. Got me thinking that the that the power that you know the the Romans had of the cross, right? The Roman power was not just in death, but there's a, a humiliation, mm -hmm. um, a you know um, putting someone in a place that they lose their dignity. Right. I, I wonder if that's kind of some of the calling. It's you know that that you know not to not to you know I don't I don't know that. Um, God like enjoys us being made fun of or anything like that, or like, you know, mm -hmm. mocked. It's not, but, but to allow ourselves to be in a place where it's not all about us. We're not, 
you know, we're humbled. Yeah. Um, you know, similar word to humiliated. In fact, that's mm-hmm. what um, Carolyn's getting at here a little bit. She says, uh, perhaps because the power of the cross is the way of humility. Mm-hmm. So taking up my cross daily Absolutely. is the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's so good. That is. Yeah. Oh, wow. So in fact, we have What's So Amazing About Grace is a good book to bring up. Ah, yeah. I, did. I, did, I brought it up. I did not bring it with you me. You didn't bring though. it. I'll, I can. I'll find it. Yeah, we can. We, yeah. But okay. So, Such a good book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So I wanted to really quickly dive into what is the cross? How is the cross powerful, right? Yeah. So pays a penalty for sin, atones for sin, justifies us, provides forgiveness, proves God's love, defeats our cosmic enemies of sin, death, and evil. And I wanted to say that's the power of the cross. That's the power. Um, But living out the power of the cross, the challenge is, gosh, the cross goes right against our desire to be the ones crucifying. Yes. And calls us to be the ones who give ourselves through sacrificial love. Yes. Now you just said you just said a lot there that the cross yeah. is yes right yeah um, yeah and what the cross does right because um and that's that's a big that's a big debate in a sense right um, huge understanding what is so important about the cross mm-hmm. like what's so you know maybe that's the that's a good book for Phil to write what's so amazing yeah. about the cross there you go <laughs> um uh that's that that's a big debate right. I mean, huge debate, massive. So that's a big, um, not a, it's a big theological debate. So maybe not one that you're going to see on a talk show um, all that often, although I would watch that talk show. I would too. So yeah. if you're listening, Hollywood executives, let's do it. <laughs> um, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but we, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna dip our toes in those waters. Yes, aren't we, we are. Yes, we are. We had a we had a plan that we talked about actually on here yeah, for yeah. Um, our Wednesday seminar. Uh, so, our, sorry, our February third Wednesday seminar, yep, yep. February sixteenth, and we were going to do a um, uh, Bible in the hands of a peep, the people seminar that had a whole experience mm-hmm. that will will go along with it. Mm-hmm. But then, yep, February happened. February happened, and we just we ran into a few things super think, bowl super valentine's bowl. day president's day yes that's the tri- holy trifecta good news though, we are going to do the, 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 the yes. that, that seminar that is going to be a great seminar it's just going to be in march right same dates but we but we march. ran into some things like yeah like the super bowl and uh and realized that uh you know on super bowl sunday uh here everybody comes to church earlier and doesn't come around five o'clock, so yep. it would be pretty sparse. It would on at five o'clock, and uh, and you know it, it's not that people are ditching church because you know a lot of them, a lot will of just them show come. up early. That's right. And so we hope to see you there. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and so uh, we realized that, and then Valentine's Day. Yep. And then on the other end, there was President's Day. So it just, it, you know, when you do these things, you're thinking about them way out in advance of just the third Wednesday. And, uh, (laughs) and so now we realize that, uh, it's hard to plan anything real big in February around that third Wednesday. And so now not to say, uh, this is going to be a really big Wednesday, but it's just going to be Wednesday this time. That's right. Um, and it's going to be a a great Wednesday seminar. I'm really excited about it. So in place of the, the Bible in our hands, that's going to get pushed to March. Right. And in place of that, we're going to do a, a seminar that is about this very thing. In fact, I think it was the second word you used. Yep. That the cross atones, atones atones for us. Yes. We're going to talk about theories of the atonement. All right. And that's a, that's a $5 theological word, right? Right. Um, So you you can, you can have that one for free. You can throw that one around the atonement and uh, you can, you can sound really important. You can after the seminar after. <laughs> no, let's give a, a little bit of a, yeah. a taste so of we, what that's going to be. We've been talking about the cross for the last, well, it'll be, you know, two weeks at least. Um, but we haven't really defined explicitly what exactly happened on the cross. Mm-hmm. And that's what theories of atonement are trying to do. They're trying to unpack that. And um, there's no shortage of debate about the nuances of what happened on the cross. 
most people would agree that what happens on the cross is Jesus saves, right? That yes. he provides salvation. Uh, he provides forgiveness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, there, I, I think one of the things that we can do, Josh, is probably start with, what do all these theories agree on? Okay. Yeah. You know, I like and, and I, I think like we that. could, when we craft the seminar, we could probably come up with a fairly decent list. Mm -hmm. But if, um, if we were to sort of walk through history, as we look at different points in history, different theories of atonement have been, yeah. um, uh, grabbed onto, celebrated more, lifted up, yeah. um, in different time periods. And th those theories are kind of asking the question, um, how is it that what, happened on the cross actually does save correct right they believe it does yep but each of them each of the theories kind of explains that a little bit differently yeah and they right? each have biblical merit yeah um and so one of the things that i will say is there's typically you know every every time period has had one theory of atonement that mm -hmm. seems to have been elevated above the others um we can talk about which one is elevated in our day and time. And, but I'll just say that the first one that was elevated was called a moral theory of atonement. Mm -hmm. The second one elevated was called a ransom theory of mm -hmm. atonement. The third one elevated was called a Christus Victor theory of atonement. The fourth one was a satisfaction theory of atonement. And then the fifth one that, that sort of grew to prominence during the Reformation is a penal substitutionary theory of atonement. And then there's been some subsequent other ones as well that I would say are sort of offshoots of yeah. some of the other five mm -hmm. is there any others you would add to that sort of core no um there's like a governmental theory yeah, yeah there's some of these the wesleyans would hold but the representation yeah one. what's that one called there's, there's yeah a, yeah so there's a there's a few of these that um each of them nuance them so you know, for the average person <laughs> they're they're saying the same thing because like your st the statement you just read um, that you had said, mm -hmm. you kind of put them all yeah. in that one state. Yeah. I mean, in fact, they're, if I, I mean, thinking it through, I, I heard a lot of those different things. Yeah. I just list, I just sort of, you know, what I actually did was sort of walked through different theories of atonement and yeah. said, yep, 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 yep. Check, check, check. Did that. Did, he did that. He did that. He did that. Yes. Which is um, very much what the Bible does. Right. And that, that's why. So, so, um, uh, people studying this, theologians studying this, they're reading the same book, right? You know, this, it's they're reading the Bible. They're they're uh, sometimes interpreting it slightly different, um, and but always they're emphasizing one of yeah. them over others because you can't deny that all of them are at least um, represented by uh, by right. authors. Yeah, and I think a lot of Western theologians will say, "Well, we have to we have to choose one." atonement theory to see the others through right so got it yep. we have to have one that's sort of overarching and that becomes the main theory of atonement and every other one fits underneath that as like one of the sub arguments to make that main point um and i i i could say yep yeah, sure that's a, one way of looking at it or like the rabbis used to talk about the scriptures being a gem mm -hmm. that you would turn and look at from different mm -hmm. angles and see a little bit different nuance in yeah. each and i wonder if atonement theories function better like a gem than they do an umbrella that's what we should have called the, the seminar <laughs> darn it the gem turn the gem turn the gem of the cross turn the gem uh, that's the but multi-faceted cross i don't know yeah it's, but we're calling it the wonderful cross the which, wonderful cross hey, i love it maybe i'll put a put a diamond in the middle of the cross there you go i, I like that huh Yep. Yeah, and and that and it gets at the idea that this, um, what, whatever we um kind of theorize about what happens, mm -hmm. it's everybody admit this is this is a wonderful, amazing thing that yes. happened. It happened for us, and it mm -hmm. is this that saves us. Yeah, and now a lot of these have tons of implications for um the rest of theology, though. Oh my goodness! And yes, if, if you kind of overemphasize one, it can lead to some. I would say some, uh, um, oh, I don't know, some errors in in mm -hmm. in thinking in the other ways. So. Yeah, and and I would say all of them have have um, sort of pop Christianity caricatures, oftentimes mm -hmm. attached to them that mm -hmm. probably aren't entirely true, partially maybe, but overemphasized in one area. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the things that uh, that I, I think we'll be able to do in that seminar is give scriptural validity 
to each of these hmm. uh, motifs of atonement and to be able to give people the invitation to say, yes, uh, I can see the validity of each of these, even if I decide this one over is overarching and ought to be the umbrella. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's so, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. So, um, so let me, um, let me set the stage with this. Um, anything cross-related really is what, I mean, we're going to be talking about a lot of it. Um, and, uh, and so if you have any, any questions that you want to ask, I want to give you a way to start doing that right now. Um, because, uh, I have opened up Hey, look right here. Boom. Um, there is a, a QR code. In fact, if you're listening online on everyone's online, but if you're listening to our podcast feed, <laughs> the audio only, um, then you can go to slido.com. And uh, it'll ask you for a code. The code is 332233. And uh, that is actually now, that is our uh, our code right for, on. Uh, for all year long. We own that. We sort of own that, at least, until I have to pay again next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, and, and this link will take you to the same spot every time. And so it'll allow us to continue asking questions. Right on. And uh, for all of these, as we go, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing that. So... If, uh, if you're watching online, you can scan the little QR code right here and uh, find your way to ask questions. And you can start them now. And uh, the great thing about that is people can upvote your questions. And so it's it's always kind of fun to see your question it get is. upvoted. It is. So um, try to ask the best question because, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes there's bad questions. <laughs> and we won't answer them. But there's not um, – there's not – there's not dumb questions. You okay? know what, Josh? The Sometimes there's also bad answers <laughs> and uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Oh man, uh, it's uh, yeah, it happens. But that's the well, and that's the crazy thing about this this discussion is that um, throughout history, people have that. I mean, that would mean that if there's let's say there's eight, nine different theories mm -hmm. of the atonement, right? Um, if people held on to one of them and one of them only, they're asking, they're answering a lot of bad questions, so <laughs> right? That sorry, so they're, they're yeah. giving some bad answers. I mean, yeah. um, not, yeah. yeah. Well, and they're so, may, maybe they're asking the wrong questions and, too. And maybe they're answering, yep, that's right. That's right. So, so, um, start going. So like, to let point. me give you an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a sort of safe one because this isn't one of the atonement theories that people like bleed over mm -hmm. anymore. It was. Um, the ransom theory of atonement. Yeah. So the the ransom theory of atonement fell out of vogue because people couldn't decide who was getting paid the ransom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So because is it are the, is God getting paid the ransom or is it the devil? Who's, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Who's getting paid off? And they're like, we all agree. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. We just could they just couldn't agree on who got paid off. Got, they're like, never mind, we're moving on. So you right? know <laughs> and, I, and they moved to Christmas Victor and they're like, who cares who got paid? The devil got the devil defeated. Got defeated. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh man. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, which, which so, one <laughs> which one took Jesus <laughs> and asked for a ransom, right? Yeah, or, you know, right? Which one took us? I mean, it took our sin, yeah. took our uh, took, yeah. Owned so us that, in a sense. That's yeah. some of the oh, storyline that weaves its way throughout these. And to your point, like maybe, maybe, the, maybe they were asking the wrong question. Maybe they weren't, right? Yeah. But some of these questions stirred up the like them not elevating one mm. motif and elevating another yeah. in light of it. So yeah. anyway, that's great. That's so funny, man. Okay, this is going to be a blast. It's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit heady. And, and, but that's, that's intentional. We're, we're trying to give you, um, we're, we're trying to uh, give you, a, I don't know, what do we call this? A, uh, uh, we're not just trying to, this isn't just milk, right? Right. This is the meat and potatoes, right? I mean, this is going to be, uh, some real theology that we're going to be diving into. And I hope that it actually raises more questions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that, I think that's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I hope you see, you do get to see the cross in some different angles than you, what you're used to yeah. and seeing how beautiful it is from those angles and even how they complement each other mm -hmm. um, when looking at them different ways. Yep. Yeah. 
So, so that's going to be in, uh, in two, two Wednesdays from now on February 16th, uh, we'll be live in the chapel and, uh, you'll also be able to watch live here. And so if you are away, if you are out of state or, uh, at, have to be at home, um, then you can join us and you'll be able to, to ask live here. So, um, so we'd love to have you love to. All right. Well, let's see here. Drum roll. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. For our segment, Ryan brought a book. So I, I had one of my more embarrassing moments preaching this last week, oh, and it wasn't, it wasn't the earthquake. No, no. It was I was at my in, during second service, so I'd already given this message once, and I was telling a story from the book that I'm going to share about. But I said, <laughs> I said that there was a woman on a bus from Detroit Sorry. to Michigan. Yes, yes. From okay, you hear that? From Detroit to Michigan. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Didn't phase me. I was like, Yeah, I, I got it. I'm with you. I'm First with service, you. it didn't phase me either. <laughs> and I'm looking out going, Why why am I getting the kind of response that I'm getting? I'm like, I feel like this this story is a good story. Yeah, yeah. And so do you know how many people come up and talk to me after the service and say, Hey man, just so you're aware. You might be geographically challenged. Yeah. Detroit is actually in Michigan, (laughs) you fool. (laughs) Literally nobody did that. Nobody. Not one. So I told the story. And usually when I tell a story in in a sermon, I I try to get it in my head and my heart. And and so I can just tell the story. Yeah, without looking at it. My wires got crossed in this one. And I downloaded the story into my brain. She was on it. This Jenny was on a bus. From Detroit to Michigan. Yes, yes. And nobody told me. And so I'm preaching the second service at a 1045 service, and I'm into the story, and I'm telling the story, and all of a sudden it hits me. (laughs) You fool. (laughs) Detroit is in Michigan. And so I I just stopped, and I said, you guys, Detroit's in Michigan. (laughs) Everybody started laughing, and they are like, yeah. Yeah, we know that. So – did you what is oh, the man. what is the, the destination? Um, the it was it was Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, okay. right. It was from Detroit to Traverse City, but just that that part just yeah. it just yeah. <laughs> so I I said afterwards, I'm not sure what shocked me more <clears throat> the earthquake or the fact that Detroit is in fact in Michigan. Um, <laughs> ah, that's great. Anyway. So, which brings me to my next point. Okay. And is that of this book? I read the story in this book called What's So Amazing About Grace. And I don't know why, but every once in a while, like a certain, during a certain year, I go on a kick reading certain authors. And towards the end of last year, I read um, Yancey's book, Where the Light Fell, that I talked about. that's right. Yep. And What's So Amazing About Grace. And I just sort of re-fell in love with his writing. And Mm -hmm. he's just such a great author. Mm -hmm. This one, uh, one of my favorite sections talked about our resistance to grace. And I, it's just a brilliant section of the book. He's, he's such a, I think he has his finger on the pulse of both American Christianity and, um, some of the ways that maybe we start to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, this book, in my opinion, is a beautiful exposition of Mm -hmm. grace, Mm -hmm. a lot of stories and, uh, easy read one yes. that I think would be really encouraging for you. If, um, if you're in the place where you're going, gosh, God, I just need a, a fresh touch of your grace and mercy. Yes. Yeah. That was the, that was the second Yancey book I read. Oh, really? The, first, the first one was the Jesus I never knew. Oh, that, yes. oh my goodness. That was so, that was so helpful for me in a time that, um, it, it was, did we talk about this that maybe this was in a podcast or maybe we another one I would listen to, but but that that he was deconstructing in a sense, yeah, before it was cool. Before right? it was cool. Yeah, okay. We maybe we didn't say yeah. that. Um that that and that's in a sense what he's doing about grace here. Um he's bringing it to light in a way that, that mm-hmm. didn't and this is written a long time ago. Yeah. And so and yet it's it you feel like it still works. Oh, totally. It still works. Totally. That's good to know. Yeah, there's a few illustrations that, you know, time stamps that you can tell it was written a while ago, yeah. but the stories are fresh. Yeah. And it, was, yeah. it was just so good. That's so good. Great. That's great. So that is uh What's So Amazing About Grace by Philip Yancey. Um I I agree one of the one of the great 
authors yeah. uh, of our time. Yes. And so definitely worth a read. Well, uh, Ryan, thank you so much. For oh, Josh, thank you, man. It was fun um, as always. Next week, we're going to have an interesting um, discussion. So yeah, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do because um, this, this Sunday is yes. uh, going to be a fun Sunday, right? It is. You want to, um, you want to set them up with a little bit who's yeah. preaching this Sunday? Yeah. So, um, Dennis Keating, uh, <laughs> the former pastor of Emmanuel oh, Faith Community oh, Church, okay. <laughs> uh, is preaching this Sunday. That's and so excited. Your neighbor. I know. Sort of I my know. neighbor, yeah, too. Yeah, right there. Good friend, um, mentor, uh, and uh, just all around awesome guy. So we are really excited to welcome him back to yes. Emmanuel Faith. And um, I think he's going to do an okay job. Yeah, <laughs> of course you will. You guys come on yes. out and uh, yes. say hi to him. It's going to be hard to keep the people away. It after will service. Right? It will. You're going to oh, be flooded coming to yeah. say hi to him. Yeah, we may have to think about that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, that's going to be fun. So, so next week we'll have uh, something that we'll be we'll be talking about, and because uh, I don't know if we'll get Dennis here. That would be fun. Though. It would be fun. Maybe we'll try. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for uh, trying to explore this, living in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. That's what we want to do. And uh, we appreciate you joining us for the journey. God bless, everybody. God bless. Nice shirt. Thanks. <laughs>